comes sweeping down the plane. What's up, everybody? What up? We're back. Episode 15. 16. Six, okay. <laughs> okay. Intro to 16, take two. Uh, okay. Well, we're back. Nonetheless, we back. excited about the show today. Yes. Super excited. Uh, having a second go around guest again, uh, Mr. Ramal Brown. Uh, he's out at uh, KBOB. He's doing tons of good things. Uh, too many to list, in all honesty. Yeah. So we packed a lot of information into this show. So much. Um, and I, and I joke around because I call him the Kevin Hart and Elon Musk of, uh, the North Tulsa community and just basically Kevin Hart because he's doing a lot of media things and stuff like that. And then Elon Musk just because he's doing a lot of, um, activism and a lot of, I mean, so much stuff, but, um, you guys know each other from radio back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Many, Um, many years ago. Yeah. Um, we, there's a lot of noise in the background, but it's not that big of a deal, but shout out to Justin again for letting us stay here. Always, thank you. The Tolson. Yes. See it. Blue Dome District. Yeah. Come. Oreo's here most of the time. Yeah, a lot, yes. A lot of the time. But um, this is, I hate to use the words favorite, but this is one of my favorite guests um, just because he's a plethora of knowledge and he's doing so much, so much in the community. He's got a big event coming up this Saturday, uh, the 13th. Clean up. Uh, he's going to let us know about it and yeah. let us know about a bunch of other stuff that we got going on that he's got going on. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he has. A lot of things. Let's jump into it. We ready? All right, here we go, everybody. Well, we're here. Episode we're, sixteen. We are here. Six. What? Fifteen. Sixteen. Sixteen. All right. Last one was fifteen. Okay. I'm going to trust you on that one. Um, we're here back with the great and powerful Ramal Brown. Oh man, thank you, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Travis two point oh. Yes. 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 You're freaking. You. You. We're going to stamp your card after the hair. Get some frequent flyer oh, miles. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> He's back. He is. Uh, Ramal and I were chatting while we were waiting for you that hour that we were waiting for you. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I was... It's so nice out, and when the show airs, I don't know what the weather's going to be like, but but getting your dog inside when he does not want to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was, like, if my neighbors, I'm sure they did see me running around in the backyard trying to catch him, (laughs) and eventually I just got a ball and was like, ah, threw it in the garage, and he was like, ah, I guess I'll get it. Sure, cool. Yep. That was about about 10 to 12 minutes of of my time, because I didn't want to, you know, I just, you know, got ready, so I didn't want to, like, sweat and run, and I got to the point I was like, I got to go. Yeah, yeah. I understand. And That's then good. I texted you about that accident or the uh, construction. And on I a... did go all the way around, which I looked and it's like up till Memorial, it wasn't bad. But then to see farther when you're going across that, the barriers there. So I couldn't see. So I said, ah, 244 it is. Yeah. Well, it led you that way. Yeah. But I digress. We are here with Ramal Brown for the second time. And hey. I, I even said... Hey, hey. Thank you. See, we're Thank moving you. on up. We got sound it, effects Y'all now. got a whole audience out here, man. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so we are video capable ready. 
Yes. Yeah. Um, but we had to adjust the location in which the Tulsa that we were doing because Justin has another uh, thing that he is doing. Right. But And he's so grateful to let us be here. Um, we don't care. Yeah. yeah. We're it's actually kind of it, – it, it's actually kind of a cool setup. Over there is easier, but mm-hmm. it's kind of has this has a little more. Yeah. I think a little professional it's, it's, feel. It's unique. Yeah, yeah. I like it's it. different. I don't know. I wanted to be closer. <laughs> See, we've been in real radio stations, so there's yes. always that uh, yeah, you know uh-huh. counter that's in between. Yep. Or there's actually a full room. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. could interview somebody in there, and they're in a totally different room. Yeah, that would be terrible. Yeah, I know. It's odd. It yeah. really is odd to interview somebody in a whole different room. Yeah, it's just you and the glass typically, and you're yeah. like, hey, yeah. Well, I so, love it. Well. Uh, Ramon, uh, what have you been up to? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long list of things it to is. do. It um, is, man. But no, uh, outside of the things that you know, I want to talk to you about. Oreo has some things that he wants to talk to you sure, about. Sure. Um, but uh, how have you been? Good, man. First of all, I want to say thank y'all, man, for having me here. I appreciate it, man. I love being here with you guys, and uh, you guys are amazing, man. But uh, everything is good. Um, I love the growth. Uh, to see you guys, I just wanted to, to make yeah. sure that I said that and got that off my chest uh, to make sure that you guys knew how much I appreciated. Talk to me, Goose. <laughs> this dude got I told you. a billion T-shirts of of movies of some sort. I love it, man. I told you. This he's a, is uh, he's a walking meme. This is <laughs> uh, this is uh, in lines of kind of what I wanted to talk to you about. One of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, yeah. and that's your show. And I always get this wrong because I feel like I add in a couple different directions in it. But it's left, right, left. Yeah. yeah okay. Yep, just okay. Three. Perfect. Yep. Just three. Yep. Okay. Because yep. I, I feel don't like, do it again. You got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm missing a, another direction. Yeah. Um. So. This is where video would have came in. I, I've got a picture of Goose. Yeah. And it says, talk to me, Goose, on my shirt. Yeah, I like that. That's dope. But I wanted to get with you about your uh, support of veterans. Yeah. Massive yeah. support of veterans. You yeah. do a show, Left, Right, Left. Yes. Boom, got yeah. it again. Yep, yep. Yeah. You had to do that. Audience. I yeah, did. Yeah, you deserved yeah. it. Yeah, yeah I did. did. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Um, talk, talk, to, talk a little bit. To our listeners about what you do with that. That's a show every Thursday, right? Yeah, every Thursday at 4 p.m. on KBOB 89.9 FM. Um, and so the the name of the show is Left, Right, Left, as we discussed earlier. And um, for those that don't know, I'm a veteran as well. I served in uh, the Army and, and served in Iraq for close to about seven to eight months. And uh, came home, and it was a different dynamic when I came home from war and seeing that and, you know, going through my struggles with PTSD and other things like that, but eventually overcoming it, you know, not fully still working on some things, but, um, you know, having that opportunity to be in radio and communicate, I saw that there was a gap as far as just like veterans not being able to communicate. And there's a lot of veterans committed suicide. There are a lot of veterans that are taking just like all types of medicine and it's just tearing their bodies up. And so, I was like, man, we just we got to find a way to communicate and get all the information, you know, just another medium, another uh, avenue of getting the word out. Like uh, there are plenty of people that are already doing the work on boots on ground and just trying to help going door to door. But I just wanted to be of assistance in, you know, helping that form of, you know, getting the word out and giving people giving an opportunity for, for people to tell their stories. You know, like radio is therapy for a lot of people. So, right. We just open up that door just to talk about, you know, different people's issues and, and uh, how we can support people. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So you're you're providing um, not only the avenue of conversation, but you're also providing resources, yes. local resources like yes. the coffee bunker yes. coming out there. Um, and then you've also uh, teamed up with uh, 
a lady that's doing uh, therapy. Yes. Conversations yes. Uh, as well as like that. Um, and I'm sure it's not your avenue, but of course I, I just read. But have you have you heard of anything about like uh, all these uh, the these more of avenues of research with the I mean lack of better term psychedelics. Yeah. Um, yeah. and yeah. like mushrooms and stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. with helping with these, uh, with these people with PTSD. Have you, have you, yeah. have you dealt with any of it? Do you know anything in the context of it? Not like, have you dealt with it? Yeah, like, yeah, have yeah, you, yeah. have you taken, have you taken any <laughs> shrooms from all? Have you, have you taken last any? Last night I was out on first and Elgin. Nah, nah. <laughs> I went to a different mission last right, night. Right, right, No, but I, I've heard like, it's, it's more of a common conversation now, like just in, in the community, in the streets. So you don't necessarily hear it within you know, the publications that are out there, but in the community, you hear how some of those things help, you know, assist people with their, you know, uh, mentality and mind and other things like that. So, um, you know, I'm a, I'm an advocate for, um, you know, marijuana for veterans. Um, and just to be transparent, like I, I take edibles, like I don't smoke, I don't do any of that, but edibles as far as just helping me with my PTSD and helping my mentality and mind to be more focused it's something that I do, you know, it's, it's for me, it's not recreational. I really do have to, it, it helps me to operate and to be more right. sharp and focused. So those types of things, man, I, I believe in, but I, I haven't tried mushrooms or other, you know, um, other types of, uh, herbal medicines that they may right. use. But I mean, I, Hey, if it helped you, it help you, you know? Right. Yeah. And I, and I read that, that a lot of these, um, these PTSD, um, cases are coming back as more of CTE, mm, some type of traumatic yeah. brain injury. I agree with that. That these people are, you know, really kind of just the same stuff that's running with the, the football players yep. and the yep. hockey players, you yep. know, with these traumatic brain injuries. Yes. Yes. It's really a chemical imbalance yes. that that now we're really seeing a lot of research move forward with that. And yeah. just to be clear, they're not just eating shrooms. They're right. taking the psilocybin right. out and right. then providing it, right. whether it be a tea or some type of capsule or something right. like that. Right, 100%, man. And I can attest to that. So when I was a kid, I was riding one of my friend's little scooters, and I thought I could jump over this little hill where the, the bike was so small, but it hit my head. It ran over the motor, little motorcycle, ran over my head. And hit it to where, you know, it affected me. So, like, CTE is, I believe that's a real thing, like a brain traumatic injury or PTSD, that, that is. And so, me going to the VA, I, they diagnosed me and said that I had um, uh, AD, ADHD. No, ADD was what I was diagnosed with. So, all this time I'm in school, I'm in there struggling to understand, but I had a brain injury that affected me. So, that's what made me think differently and operate differently as well. Right. So, yeah. That's, uh, and, and it seems like it's becoming, I, well, I, I hate to use the term, term more mainstream, but it mm-hmm. just seems like there's been a lot, a, a lot more receptive on the research of it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, back in the days of, you know, I guess, when was the big drug, uh, what was the big president on drugs? Uh, Reagan, Reagan, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, um, you know, they they've really kind of moved forward with that, and, mm-hmm. and maybe that might be, you know, just our generations, or maybe even the younger generations, um, really pushing that. But mm-hmm. how have you seen that the marijuana has helped you along with the communication, or or is it just one or the other? Which which one have you found more beneficial with, with the communication? Which you- uh, um, like therapy. Oh yeah, so both. I mean, honestly, it, it's it's a balance for me, man. Like I have to, my thought process. Like I, I have so much trauma from my childhood and from all these other things, you know, from war. 
now it's just kind of just like undoing those thoughts. Like I'm stronger than what I was like when I was a kid, you know, things I was just naive at times. And I, but I still have the effects of all the decisions that I made as I got older. So it's a lot of undoing a lot of my thought process. Then now I'm moving into the now into the future type of thinking instead of now into the past type thinking. So my thing is, is that, Help me to undo all my stuff from the past so I can move into my future and be stronger. Right. And grow. Yeah, and grow. You know yeah. what I mean? So, Evolve. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're just evolving as humans. Right. What do you think, Oreo? <clears throat> Why are you staring at me like that, first of all? <laughs> <laughs> because you're so just, far away. Yeah. Well, no, it's a different setup. I like I like this setup. I'm cool. Yeah. I'm cool with this setup. Um no, but is it my turn? Is that what you're saying? It was my turn? I'm, I felt like I was taking a lot of the time. No, I was you you y'all were flowing. So I was like, in my yeah. mind, knowing where I was going to be, just not on this topic. Yeah. No, you're so fine. You're good. No, so I just went. I mean, you we you have mentioned in the past that you're not an, a, a mental a marijuana foregoer. You don't you don't dabble in that. But I was just no. curious on your thoughts on what do you think of that helping out the veterans and and all that stuff. I, I think I think it's cool that a lot of stuff has progressed. I think especially where, when I grew up, I mean, it was definitely taboo mm-hmm. i mean we it would it was i yeah. mean there was no um and, and and obviously society and things were different then but there was no sense in that marijuana or any of those things would be able to help you mm-hmm. and then as time has grown we and you even touched because i think i probably made a face you you said something about shrooms i said Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 but is it is it what is, is it washing that is or Oregon, she, Oregon Oregon I think Oregon? One, I can't remember one of them one. legalized everything oh yeah. wow yeah mm-hmm. know that? yeah yeah um, yeah that's why I said Merp. yeah um, but I do feel like that there there are ways that those things can help um, mm-hmm. people also don't understand the aspects too of you know high blood pressure anxiety mm-hmm. different things yes, in right. those ways yeah. taken properly yeah. Yeah. Uh, can help mm-hmm. um Overall, do you do you feel like obviously watching these things grow? Do you think that kind of like maybe in a sense like wherever Washington or Oregon, we could get to a point where we explore other things that might oh, be yeah. helpful? And or are you like, hey, you know what? I'm cool with knowing about the marijuana. Yeah. I'm just gonna stay. I'm just yeah. gonna keep it in that lane. What's your opinion on that? But now that I, because like you said earlier, man, like this is the Bible Belt. You know, you get you get the Bible thump. <laughs> If you mm-hmm. if you are doing anything other than just drinking water and yeah. just like living your life, but so you know, I struggled with that. I was like, oh no, nah, marijuana is really bad. You know, like just growing up, that's what I was yeah. taught. You know what I mean? Being right. in the Bible Belt. So um, now that marijuana is uh, readily available to a lot of people, it's not that hard to really get a card. I think that a lot of, more of our elders are secretly you know going to these dispensaries and like seeing that it really does it's not so bad you know what i mean and um now i think the conversation of what else is out there is on people's minds to be like okay well if marijuana in in the bible belt can thrive like this then what are the other things that can so i think it's going to be open opening for more i saw some craziness that people were talking about acid like lsd Uh, is actually helping these people and i was like i don't know how that would make sense i I don't know how you can see a purple dragon (laughs) but our brains (laughs) right now are kind of programmed and i feel like we get to a point where kind of like you said certain we're kind of from the same era so like i said growing up all that stuff was taboo and then now we look at like well i mean maybe this could help in these doses and these things or this stuff or whatever I, I'm not a marijuana user, yeah, yeah. but I do believe that there are ways that it can actually help people more than it can harm mm-hmm. due to 
um, you know, the ways that you use it, just like mm-hmm. drinking. And me and you have talked right. about this, yep. or sobriety yep. and yep. things like yep. that. A lot of people yep. don't <clears throat> correlate. And a lot of times, you know, I'm big about studying people's behaviors mm-hmm. and things like that mm-hmm. because that's how I was able to overcome a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, understanding that people, you know, forget like alcohol is a downer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it really that's is. True. That's and, true. and a lot of times when people are going through things and different stuff, alcohol becomes their medication mm-hmm. and stuff that they can seek out. So do you see that obviously getting people with like veterans and things that you do and going, Hey, let's try these treatments, therapy, different stuff like that. Is alcohol pretty prevalent? Like getting people out of that mode? Yeah, absolutely. You know, they, at, at a lot of the VFWs, they have bars, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of just like they cater to that in a way, you know, which I'm not knocking, you know, that's right. That's, that was set before I was even here. So, um, but yeah, I, I believe that, but you know, at the same time, that's a place where people can socialize, you know, and come to, a place where you can get assistance. So I kind of understand the strategy in right. a way, you know what I mean? To get help. But yeah, it is, I think it is prevalent within, you know, the, the veteran community is alcohol abuse and uh, just abuse in general of many other things. So, right. Yeah. And in, in us as Oklahoma, we have a big opioid problem. Yeah. Yeah. So do yeah. you, I mean, and, and it seems like that seems to be the fix for everything. Yeah. Like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well you, you're depressed from, you know, mm-hmm. you're coming back home, you're depressed mm-hmm. from war all this stuff and everything that you've dealt with, uh, here's some Xanax. Yeah. But then, then that's just creating an, another big problem, mm-hmm. right? And then, mm-hmm. and, and then, then now you're becoming addicted to that. Now right. you've got to get off of that. Now not only do you have your PTSD or some type of CTE, mm-hmm. now you've also got a drug addiction. Yeah. yeah. And yep. it seems like we just, it sounds bad, and, and it sounds bad in my head as I say it, but it just seems like we just, just throwing, just throwing things at our yeah. at our at our veterans, at yeah, our soldiers, and yeah. just saying, oh, "Try that. Good luck. Uh, try that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's try this. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no set way. There's no transparency. Yeah. It's, there's nothing that we can say that, like, look, this has been proven. We can we, we do these steps, mm-hmm. and then we can we can move on. Right. But they're just throwing more drugs at the problem. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent, man. And that's not the solution to really do that man and it's it's challenging for for veterans coming back home it really is man because you got three hot meals and you know you sleep good you travel you do everything good but then when you come back into the states it's you don't have that anymore now you got it it's survival on your own but you know the va is improving and how they serve the veterans and things like that so i i, I could definitely see the the increase of of the support and i think veterans finally understand that we got to do the work and not just allowing a system, which, right. you know, is good. I'm grateful for it, but not only just allowing a system to be there for us, but we got to work it however we know how it works best, you know? So. It's like, I mean, it's probably a terrible analogy and Oreo will laugh at me, but it's like, Here we it's go. like learning. Sorry. Hey, hang on. Sorry. <laughs> We're about to go down that road. Disclaimer. <laughs> it's like learning how to walk again. And you have to learn how to walk again yourself. Yeah. You can only use the crutch for so long. Exactly. Exactly, man. I'm actually surprised Oreo didn't laugh. Yeah, that was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. You know what I mean? So I, yeah, all right. We're going to let that. I like right, it. Yeah, good one. Good one, man. <laughs> yeah. but, I think weird. I think weirdly. Yeah, you so- have to understand, other shows, when he goes, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I might have to edit this out. Hey, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Mental note, 1440, take Baker out again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> crazy, man. But yeah, these guys. are like crutches. Yeah, yeah. It, like, it really is. It really is, man. And. You know, that's the thing that I, I don't think we get taught in a way because in, in the military, we get taught to depend on the word. Get depend, we depend on people to tell us direction and we f- just follow direction. You know, it's not 
we go rogue and do our own thing, but it's a team effort. And so if you get put into a situation where somebody doesn't ask you the right questions, to they're not on your team to be like, okay, well, what, what's your blood pressure or what's your uh, cholesterol to really get to know you? Then you're not really on my team. It's just you playing for another team. You know right. what I'm saying? So, it's just yeah. trying to see as many people as you can. Exactly. But you're really not actually put, putting in the work right. on actually one person. Right. 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 One hundred percent. There's no there's no individuality mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. That's that seems like it it needs to be revamped. It does. It um, does. How many? Uh, what What is Oklahoma compared to as a, a serviceman? Like uh, mm-hmm. like are we pretty close to top um, for enlisted? Yeah, that that I, I don't have numbers on. I'm not 100% sure on that, on what the numbers are. But, you know, just just from me and my experience and seeing other people, there are a lot more kids or, or just more people that are uh, in tune with the National Guard. You know, being from Oklahoma and actually living here and then serving here, I mean, it's the population of, of Oklahoma National Guard is really nice here. I mean, you got a good team of people that serve. So um, I, I, I do know those numbers, and it's continuing to grow. Outside of uh, left, right, left, what else are you uh, involved in with uh, with veterans? Uh, so yeah, so we uh, we uh, once a month we go and serve uh, vet- veterans of foreign wars uh, on a monthly basis, and we go to like rural towns. We went to Henrietta. We go to uh, Verdigris, Claremore. I mean, towns I've never really got to visit, and so we serve. We give them fresh fruits and vegetables, and. Uh, you know, just camaraderie uh, and just catching up with them and uh, giving them an opportunity to, to go to that church that they uh, parked on and things like that. So, um, yeah, serving in that capacity. And then also, um, so just starting on the next one, Food Drive, I'm going to be DJing all the food drives to bring just more life to it and more fun to it. So that's going to be my contribution to the veterans out in that area because, you know, everybody loves music. There's not one soul on this earth that does not like music. So it's just like, okay, well, I know I can play my role right there and be of service to everybody all in one time and everybody have a good time while they serve. So just make it fun. Bringing a bit of that hometown heat. That's it. You got to. Got to bring that flavor. Had to bring it back. (laughs) (laughs) Had to bring it back. Yeah. Uh, Oh, wow. All right, so I'm going to kind of change gears a little bit. Now, we – Last time that you were on the show, mm-hmm. we really highlighted, and we'll, we'll get to that too. But you doing the food drives? You're mm-hmm. very, you're very uh, plugged in with food on the move yes. and stuff, and you've coordinated me. Thank yep, you for yep, for that yep, relationship. Yep. It's a really cool organization, no uh, and I'm glad that the COVID stuff is kind of getting figured yeah, out because yeah. obviously the outreach of that can go back to to growing. But one thing that mm-hmm. we didn't really talk about last time this is kind of my my field. So, I mean, you can pop in whenever. I probably won't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So you are in, mo- and this can even be a plug for yourself too, to a mm-hmm. point, but you are in mobile DJing. Yeah. yeah. So I worked at a radio station. You mm-hmm. worked at a radio station. Mm-hmm. And that's how we met. I remember you were hosting play- the clubs yep. and bars yep. and you were that yep. guy. And then you yep. kind of transitioned mm-hmm. into to the DJing thing and stuff. But one thing I want to let our listeners know, and there's obviously great mobile DJs. I do the same thing. Yeah, Companies yeah, yeah. are great. For but sure. you kind of have an interesting take on yours because you're um, obviously you do a lot of stuff for Black Wall Street, mm-hmm. things out in that community. Uh, 
there's not really in that area like a mobile DJ company or anybody for them to really go to. Not at all. I mean, just be honest. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there isn't. So yeah. you have kind of found that niche and being mm-hmm. in there, um, you've got your price point that's mm-hmm. very attractive for, mm-hmm. for that type of thing because, I mean, you understand the culture sure. and that stuff. Sure. What made you want to get into that in that area? So, uh, man, it's a great question. So um, working in the clubs, like you said, man, I saw the, the, the talent and the skill that I had along with J.B. Smooth and DJ Romeo – like, we, we had something special in that club, and every night it was packed for three years straight. So I was like, man, okay, this is dope. But then one time I was thinking, like, man, what about these elementary schools? These kids, you know, it's probably not as fun for them, you know, in their, their events. And they, didn't, they don't have the experience of what we did in the club. So not saying trying to bring them to the club, but the experience of how to make an event fun, I needed to take to the, the, the nonprofits, that's, the people that serve in the community every single day, they're doing a good work, but they just they they need something else, something that's fun, something that everybody can feel. And so DJ Ed and I, we'd start DJing um, community meetings. Uh, just rent. We didn't charge anybody. We were just like, we just want to DJ community meetings because we just love music and we just want to help y'all at the same time. And so after we had community meetings, the community meeting uh, uh, chairperson was just like, hey, uh, could you come over to this event and we can pay you $50? We was like, oh, man, we get paid now. <laughs> you know? And so, like, we started out in a way that most, you know, most companies may not take is the route of serving community first. Right. And then building relationship and allowing the community to network for us to say, hey, right. y'all need these DJs right here. Word of mouth is the biggest advertisement yeah. within the town and just in general. So we took the long route and we just we started doing elementary schools, old, you know, uh, grandmothers, 97th birthday parties. But it, it was marketing for us in a way to where. We made it so fun at Grandma's birthday party that now you want us to come to your wedding and we can and we're not gonna charge your arm and a leg because we know you ain't got that much. You know what I'm saying? Not right. saying everybody right. got that much, but right. we know that it's affordable. You can you can afford us and you can afford more at your wedding. So it's just like and if we make your wedding the best event ever, then we'll be invited back to the more family. You're gonna have a child, so you're gonna invite us to your. Uh, your um, baby shower, and then you'll be, uh, you know, your birthday. So it's just like we wanted to DJ relationship type uh, uh, partnership. So, like, every relationship that we built, we find a hole where they don't have the money, but we can go serve. And eventually, uh, this is what I, I kind of want to share an exclusive with you guys. So we're opening up a DJ school in North Tulsa, and we're going to be teaching people how to DJ and – um, like teaching them the ABCs of DJing and you get like a package and you can just learn how to DJ with DJ Ed or myself or the other DJs that we have and inviting, uh, you know, an Oreo in at time and break him off some bread just for his time. But, you know, uh, it's, it's giving people access and I, I love what DJ connections does and they're, they're mm-hmm. great at what they do. I, they are geniuses, you know, and I, I respect them. And so we were just, you know, looking for the whole, like work, where, where can we support? And so, the thing about us as a DJ company, we can DJ in the black community and the white community. And for most DJ companies, they can DJ not only just from white communities. Not, mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. But it's kind of like you can see the segregation here in some mm-hmm. forms. Mm-hmm. And so um, we they they are maybe not as able to DJ in white and black communities. So it's like we can cross those lines to be able to get people to go serve more, serve veterans. We can pay you to go serve veterans, you know? And so finding that nonprofit lane to be able to teach and serve at the same time. So that's overall, man, we're, we're trying to build a whole bunch of DJs just to go out and just do the work, you know, and make 
the nonprofits fund so that they can continue to grow and have fun. Well, that's a skill that you can carry without with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, I mean, and then just even the understanding of music. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, there's so many mm-hmm. different genres. I mean, we talked last time about how, you know, you, you, you love jazz. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, yeah. we talked about all the kinds of different genres mm-hmm. that you can do. And, and the more you educate these, these kids and on things, yes. the, the more that you're going to get a diverse uh, amount of music out Sick. there in all kinds of different communities. Maybe Sick. maybe somebody didn't, you know, like I, I was telling you earlier, like I, I think there was a concert over at Kane's the other night. You, mm-hmm. you said, who was it? I go, I don't know, I think it was Stony. I think they're a country. And I was like, I yeah. don't go in that. Yeah, you, you were yeah. like, I need to get into it though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I, like, I just don't. I'm learning yeah. folk music right now, like banjo music. Like I'm just oh, yeah. I'm learning. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I, you know, I grew up in a certain area, but I understand the power of diversity and being able to reach people with where they are in music. It t- music it t- can connect you. It connects you. So I, I don't have to speak. I don't have to prove myself. If I can connect with, with music, then we, we got a mm-hmm. relationship for life. That's right. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, music can connect yeah. so many different people and so many different, mm-hmm. uh, you know, ethnic groups and things like that. Yeah. But I, and I really think that that's what I was telling Oreo, you know, last time he was like, well, I'm just a DJ. My buddy was... Uh, one of our friends is a doctor, uh, mm-hmm. and she she was a bartender. And he was like, "I'm just a DJ." I was like, "Dude, but you do music, man. You mm-hmm. you you DJ music mm-hmm. that brings people together." Yeah, like yeah. I mean, there's something yeah. about music that just kicks in yes. your brain, it your does. body. That's just I mean, just kicks in those yes. endorphins and it, makes yeah. you feel good. And and Ramal, mm-hmm. you can definitely attest to this. Walking into a room, especially one you haven't been in, yeah. and you look around at a group of people, and you start playing music, and you go, "Okay, I, I know. Okay, I got yep. this person yep. moving. Yep. That person over there, I got to work on <laughs> exactly. you a little bit. I'm find it. <laughs> and then you go, and then and it's almost like you're you're selling yes. what you're doing. Yes. And then once people buy into it, they start to have a good time, and you realize time goes by fast. Yes. People are having a good time, and yes. there's something that you're able to express through that to go, okay, that guy in the back that wasn't sure is up here at the front doing all the dances and having a good time. And you win that over and you leave with that in your head. Like, man, you know what? That was, (laughs) that was a great time. And and that is what music can, can do. Um, can definitely open relationships. People that would never speak to you or had a bad day or Mm -hmm. any of this stuff. They go, they hear the song they like their whole attitude. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So that's, you know, 100% man. And that's why I think DJs are going to change the world, man. I really believe that because it's, it's a dynamic, dynamic in our brain that we have to work at one time like dealing with people talking in your ear playing a song oh, yeah. so it's yeah there's a lot, <laughs> a lot of stuff going on bpm this right oh, this right, right right, right. Oh, yeah. i need to pull that, pull that back but that's that's multitasking so and 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 one more question mm-hmm. on the dj sure, thing sure, sure, sure. um because i think it's great how you've been able to like like you said like being able to kind of be like we can do things um you know, in, in the black community mm-hmm, or white mm-hmm, community mm-hmm, or this, this, mm-hmm, or that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really cool. The Latin community, like they've yes, got their set of DJs. Yes. They've got some really big parties. I love it. I like love they it. party. Yeah, like they, 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 they oh, man. <laughs> did Chris Rock have a bit or somebody had a bit that their party didn't end until like eight oh, in the morning? Man. Yeah, they're having, I love uh, the Latin community. Yeah. But um, it, it, it is kind of a feel that a lot of times, and there's a lot of great DJ companies, mm-hmm. a lot of great DJs in this town, but mm-hmm. typically there is a certain price point that they're at, and it's like, man, it'd be cool to get said person or yeah. this company, and it is a certain price point. Yeah. They put out a great product, yeah. and you're like, look, we can do the exact same thing. We're very personable. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. can be affordable. Um, obviously too, and I think we're both kind of alluding to, but in the black community, there really isn't like a mobile DJ or a company or somebody that they can go to to go, that's our guy. Why? Why? 
we go, and that's what I was. That's where yeah. I was going to ask is why? Why do you? Why is that? So I think it, it all started with taking school, out, taking music out of schools. Like when music was in schools, I think we were more apt to be more adventurous about certain things and music and know how to do it. But once they took music out of schools, it it took the resources of us even thinking or expanding our mindset and, and how to play music. I mean, you know wow. how to really understand the science of music, the math of music and everything that it is. And so once you take that out of schools, it's just like you lose uh, your voice, you lose your creativity. You know what I'm saying? And so that, that was, that was it. Yeah. Music is definitely a universal language. I feel like, yeah, I mean, everybody can relate. So have you seen though, that they've been very, you know, they've been very receptive to having you, your business out there and booking you and, and having oh, you at these parties and stuff. Absolutely, man. I, my thing is service, service to just everybody within the community. Like I treat, I'm, I treat grandmother so good at the events and who you can't be mad at a guy that just loves on grandma all, all right. the whole day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like a science for me and it's like a game for me, honestly. It's just like, how can I, you know, make everyone happy in the room, you know, all at one time. And so, um, you know, it, it, it definitely is something that, that I just, I love to do, man. And it's not work for me. So it's just like a game and how can I bring everybody together? You know, cause I'm, I'm the non-confrontational type of guy. I, I'm not <laughs> right. abrasive. Yeah. That's not me. So I need to work in my superpower. Well, you're, she, you're extremely easy to talk to. That's oh, for sure. You. I mean, thank we, thank we, you. we spent 30 minutes out here. I mean, I keep, uh, keep dialing it back, but we spent thirty minutes. Thirty minutes out here, you and I just bullshitting about all kinds of stuff. <laughs> right, right. We all talked right. about youth sports. I mean, all kinds uh, of stuff. Yes. Um, but I mean, coming back to your serving the community and, and serving that that that's your passion. I, I want to talk to you about the Juice Show. Mm-hmm. Yours, you, you're all about bringing up that next generation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, man. That that one. That's the most important thing to me is uh, the youth show. So me being in radio, I was young. I was naive, making dumb decisions. And um, I got fired from the radio station that I worked at because uh, one one gentleman that was in my life, his name was Brian Robinson. And he um, he was a coach to me when I was young. And he was like, hey, Ramal, you don't need to be doing this. You know, slow down on this. And you need to start working more on this. And so I had someone that was there for me to support me. Uh, but he ended up leaving and working for Tom Joyner. So after he went to go work for Tom Joyner, I didn't have my coach anymore. The, the management that moved in place didn't really have that same vision. And so, um, I mean, I just started making dumb decisions, and then eventually I got fired. But so moving into that, I found that this is one, one quote that changed my life. They was like, be the person that you needed when you were younger. And so I was like, man, that, that hit me. So I was like, okay, well, I love radio. And Bobby Eaton started, he created the Juice Radio Show. And so he had a lane for me to basically coach youth in a media and broadcast. And so I was like, this, this is a no-brainer. Like, right. I, so um, from that, we just built up. We, 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 now we're on our fifth year. Uh, we've taught kids uh, from um, um, high school, and they've gone off to college. And also, we've traveled to Atlanta to show them what media outlets are like in different cities. Uh, we plan on going to New York post-COVID and going to the Breakfast Club, going to – eventually, we're going to go to Joe Rogan, and we're going to go visit him, and just all the different podcasts that are very popular. We're going to go to those places and their studios and be able to see it, you know? And so um, – my thing is to be able to coach them, to help them. I may not can't help them at home. I keep boundaries. I'm not all in your home business, but when it comes to the studio, like we, we work, you know what I mean? And we, we talk, you got to work it. So my thing is, is that I am now 
who I needed to be when I was younger to those youth and past when I go on to glory, when I die, you know what I'm saying? Them kids are going to be, they're going to know how to run a station and I can, I can die happy. Just be like, you know, this is my, my dream and my goal to see kids do that in their lane. And, you know, just with my family be to be able to still be home with my wife and kids and they be happy too. So it's, it's a, it's a great thing the juice radio show um, with these youth men. So I enjoy it. How, um, how, how influential was Mr. Eaton on you developing all your creativity? Because I, I even told you this and I've said this to Oreo in front of a couple of other guests that we've had, but Ramal is like Kevin, Kevin Hart and Elon Musk all wrapped into one. Like he's just out there just doing good things for everybody. But how influential has Mr. Eaton been on you? Yes on your creativity and just your passion and drive. So um, uh, for those that don't know, Bobby Eaton had, um, he played bass with Natalie Cole, uh, Ike and Tina Turner. So he's already done the things that I've been, I want to do, you know what I mean? So he is my futuristic type of person. Like he's my future. Like he tells me, Hey, Ramon, don't do this. Don't get excited. You know, calm down all these other things in different areas. So he's coaching me for my future, a big bright future because he's already had, had experienced it experienced it but he's he is abrasive he'll he'll come and tell you he'll shoot you straight and i, I like being around those type of people that right. shoot you straight You're like man just tell me what it is you know um and so with that i mean he's molded me he's sharpened me to where it's like you know this is what you do he, and he keeps telling me man you're gonna be great you're gonna be you're gonna be big so his having him in my life is what i pray for what i needed in my life as far as just a coach to help me to get to that next level. I believe in having hundreds of coaches around me, man. Yeah. You were saying last time, like, you, you know, your dad was a coach and, mm-hmm. and that that's where you've drawn things from. And yes. you're, you're I, I don't know mm-hmm. the word yeah. I'm trying to figure it out, but yeah, yeah. Um, like how you wanted to be a coach yourself. So you're consistently still getting coached. Yes. I mean, yeah. everybody still needs to be getting oh, coached. Man. My wife is coaching me constantly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just tearing apart the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she, she gives us good feedback. She does. Oh man. So she, she's, she's the abrasive yeah. one. She'll tell you like it is. huh? Oh yeah. That's good though. You need, my wife is the same um, way, man. Like my wife would tell it like it is. And she, Hey, no sugar on it at all. And it's like, Oh, Dang, you know, I need to need to do better in this area. Yeah, she. What, you yeah. you talk to all these people and they have these great messages, mm-hmm. but you never apply them in your own life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was 100%. like, I need to be. But I, I think it's valuable, man. You have a coach to tell you what's going, what what you need for your car. If you need that, you know, and, and so and you need a coach, a doctor to tell you what's up with your body. You know, why not have a coach in every area of your life to where you are not doing it alone? And I think that's been my success. Like I'm I'm patient enough to bring along people and put them on my ship to be able mm-hmm. to sell great you know what i'm saying and, and i don't think we should we, we shouldn't say uh, go out and find a coach it, it's not something that you have to pay for so sure, it sure, could sure, be sure. a friend yeah 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 it could 100%. be it could be a neighbor it could mm-hmm. be a co-worker mm-hmm. that that is obviously doing something better than you i mean yeah. there's several people at the dealership that do things way better than i do yeah, yeah. and i look up to them yeah um but i mean these don't have to be you know not like you have to go out and find a life coach you mm-hmm. just find somebody that you that you want to idolize yeah um not and, necessarily a celebrity or anything mm-hmm. but there are a lot of celebrities out there that do do some good things but yeah. maybe it might be you know a local activist yeah it might be a, a you know your neighbor it might be somebody yeah. in your your church group somebody yeah. but find somebody that's doing something that you want to model yourself after right and i, I look up to oreo man i got to give him props like that's I, the first time I, somebody said that. I, wow. I, I look up <laughs> man, I, I look up to Oreo though, man. Like just 
I mean, he was in a different genre, like it's at 106.9 pop music. And so, like, that's a different type of vibe. And it takes a special type of person to still to this day deal with people in that genre, you know, and being out in the clubs and doing what you do. Like, man, I, I, I admire the way that he works and the work his crowd. You know what I mean? So it's just like, that's why I kind of like kind of got closer to, to Oreos. Like, man, dang, I need <laughs> yeah. to learn something. You know I what I mean? appreciate it, man. Yeah. So it's like, I, you know, he's a legend in my book to where, we, we grew up at the same time yeah. in radio, and we all had our bumps and lumps and everything. But just to see him now, like, you know, to change his life around and to still be in that environment, like, I know that's testing every day, but he, he's getting stronger, you know, over time. And it's just like I respect that for going back into the fight and not just running away from it and just cowering away and doing something totally different. You're like, nah, I'm going to stand up. No, I will say this. I mean, I've known Oreo for a long time, and he mm-hmm. has grown and evolved yeah. as yeah. a human being. Yeah. And, I mean, and and it's and it is really amazing to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, because there was some dumb shit that we used to do. Yeah, <laughs> man. Say, I'm glad we didn't have Facebook and TikTok and all right. that back in the day, man. Yeah. I would have been a trouble. You know, and, and, and we're in the same DJ culture. Yeah. Um, you know, I just and, and I'm sure you could probably agree to the same thing. I just got to a point where I was like, man, I enjoy doing this, mm-hmm. and I think I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. Yeah. And. I was like, man, you know what? I was like, man, what if I did this the right way? Yeah. What if I did this? Because unfortunately, I mean, it, and it's sad. It seems more in the entertainment industry, but there is mm-hmm. a lot of addiction, a mm-hmm. lot of it issues, is. high suicide rates, mm-hmm. different things like that. And I was like, man, I don't want to be that dude that just kept getting in trouble, mm-hmm. kept doing dumb mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. couldn't get it together. And I was like, man, I could probably do this yeah. and do this right. Yeah. And even times that I would be sober, you know, could have been because, you know, the law told me yeah, to, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or I was going through something. Yeah. My life just prospered. Yeah. And yeah. you go back to the, some of those old habits and you forget how well your life was mm-hmm. and what was prospering. Yeah, I go, man, yeah. what if I just did this this way? Yeah. And at first it was rough. I'm sure mm-hmm. for you at the it beginning, it, it you're like, man, all and if anything, life will throw you the most curveballs right when you're starting. Like, mm-hmm. just go back to this, have this fun, do this, whatever. But when you get to a certain point where you're like, man, I can be one of the very few yeah. that figure this out and be in this industry and, yeah. and, and do it. And that's when you see a lot of the most successful people have, have overcome some of those mm-hmm. things. If you follow certain actors, you know, Robert Downey Jr., there's mm-hmm. other athletes, all kinds of people that have overcome stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and a question people always ask me, and I, I, I mean, I'm sure you'll have the same answer. Do you ever in your mind, like how you, because you've grown a lot. Like yeah, I said, yeah, I remember man, you at sure. Barcode. Well, I was and, wild back then, bro. I was wild. I'm, we'd be in the elevator just yeah. hung over. Yeah. Just, yeah. Are you going to KGM? Yeah. yeah, I'm going to yeah. K-Hits. Yeah, yeah. You don't miss that at all, do you? Yeah. No, nah, nah, I don't, man. Like, that's, I'm, I'm glad for the experience. I'm glad mm-hmm. that I went through everything because it made me stronger and smarter, but yeah, I don't miss the club. Like, that's just not my style. That's not right. my lane. And now I just found my purpose is serving com- nonprofits that just, you know. So it's like, I, no, nah, I don't really miss it. Of course, like, in the beginning, I was like, man, that 105, <laughs> like, that's all I knew. That's right. all I knew. So I was like, man, I got to get back up there. But then I had some time to sit and think and, it's like, rethink what I was doing. It's like, oh, well, I can do this and find my own lane in Tulsa. So um, there, there have been times, but now it's like, no, nah, I'm – I'm I'm on to the future of what right. is ahead of me now. So yeah, no more things holding you back. Nah, nah. And, and a lot of the times, it's 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 ourselves holding ourselves back. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's saying, well, I mean, I know what that path's like. I already know what that one yeah. is like. But yeah. if I if I'm trying to go forward, I might not know what this path is like. Right. And that's scary. Yeah, it is. It is very scary. It and is. and then you don't want to be vulnerable. You don't. I mean, we, you know, I mean, to me, 
mm-hmm. men don't like to be ridiculed. Yeah, 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 for sure. But for sure. and then they're, you're always scared to do that. You're always scared to put something out there. Like I'm mm-hmm. scared to do this. Yeah, I'm scared yeah. to do this. I'm yeah. scared to have uh, one of my old hockey buddies say, "Oh my god, dude, you sound like a fucking idiot." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, but yeah, yeah. At the same time, I'm having fun. Yeah, I'm enjoying talking to people, yeah. meeting people like yeah. you. I mean, yeah, even honor. whenever you first on, I said, "I go, dude, dude we're gonna we're gonna have him back." Yeah, it's I go, you know, thank I mean, you, thank you. But it's always it's always hard to take that next step. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're coaching mm-hmm. these th- this next generation with with the Juice Show KBOB, um, do you find it more rewarding than anything else you've ever done? Yes, it does. It's it's definitely more rewarding uh, because I have yet to see the fruit of my labor. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's still just like in production right now. Uh, so we. We have a girl, a young lady. Her name is Eaton. She just released a song. And so I had somebody that has a record label here in Tulsa that said that they wanted to, you know, work with her and potentially teach her how to, you know, get a platinum, you know, record. And so um, being able to connect people from my old relationships now to these new relationships with these kids is just like, man, I was built for this. It was it's my time to connect these youth and help them to get a lot further along than I did, you know, and so. Uh, I haven't seen the fruits of my labor just yet, so it's just, like, rewarding. And I can't wait to see, you know, these kids, uh, moms and dads and grandparents and just being able to see them, man. It's just like, yeah, I got something to look forward to. Do you, yeah. do you, do you, find, do you find it hard to, like, coach them? Like, do, do you, is, it, is it difficult? Because I know myself as a kid, oh, whenever yeah. I was playing sports, I was a hard-headed, you know, yeah, not listening at all to anybody. I would buck mm-hmm. authority all. The, I'm still kind of buck yeah, authority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you do you find it? Do you find it hard? Do you find it challenging? Mm-hmm. Not not anymore. Like at first, I did. Now we have kids that if you don't want to be there, then you ain't got to be here. And, and your actions just show me that you just don't want to be here. So thank you for being with us, but this isn't the team for you. And so the rest of the team was like, oh, wait a minute. Okay, this is oh, for real. Yeah. <laughs> we we really got to work or we not on the team. And so that straightened them up, you know, without having to raise my voice or anything or get on to them. Um, but with that, like, I'd say, hey, you don't have to be here, y'all. Like, you you don't have to make this a checklist off your mark. Like, I want people here that, that are passionate, just like me. If I'm passionate about it, I want you the same type of fire to get in here and to do the work. So, um, after I cut ties with a couple of the kids, like it, people start listening, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And now they're moving into their own lanes. I got a kid that is on the picture on the Tulsa transit. He has his picture on the Tulsa transit, but now, uh, and, and also taking them out of town, I like fires in kids. Like it, I, I, I can't, I can't be able to lecture kids. Like I don't lecture kids at all. But what we do is we go and visit places and we go and see. So that way you can fully understand what I've been trying to tell you and show you instead of lecturing you. So, and I get a free trip on the, on the same thing. So it's like, it's, it's not, you could just have to teach a different way. You know what I'm saying? You don't, right. you can't just teach one way. You have to be able to teach multiple ways. Everybody learns a little differently. Yeah. yeah. Um, transitioning from the kids, mm-hmm. not forgotten children. Yes. Oh, Yes. My, this is my organization right here. My yes. This is my heart. I wanted to talk to you about that because you're doing m- multiple things. You you just yeah. purchased eight lots. Purchased eight lots uh, in North Tulsa. Um, and we got a, a, a building there. So what we're going to do with the eight lots, we're going to build, um, one, a community center for children who are, and, p- and families, and houses actually, houses on these lots for people that have children who are disabled 
or, you know, special needs. And so if you're struggling, you can't make rent, you, you have some other areas, we're going get, to get you this house. You're going to have people to come and support you and to help you, to ask you the questions, to get you to that point. Because a lot of them are single parents or, you know, they, they cha- are challenging that area. And then also on this land, we're going to build tiny houses for veterans. Um, and so the tiny houses, they'll be able, the homeless veterans, they can come and stay in the tiny house. We're going to have all new furniture, new TVs, like, and you're going to have a shower in, in your tiny house. And um, we're going to get you to be able to transition from that tiny house into an apartment. You could take all of that furniture that's in your tiny house, take it with you to be able to, to put it in your new apartment. And so oh, wow. we're going to be able to effectively help them to get on, help veterans get on their feet. And so it's a, in that program, it's a dual program to where we're able to help veterans, but everybody has special needs on that campus. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. the more that we can help people with those special needs and find different innovative, innovative ways to, to, you know, help you, man, it's, it's just a win-win. And we could take that same idea into any town to help, you know, children with disabilities and make sure that they aren't being abused in any way. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the idea. That's the plan. When uh, when do you start? Uh, when when do you suspect to break ground on this stuff? You're doing a co-op farm too, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have you a, already did that. You purchased that. Purchased a lot to get the. Uh, that was a while ago, though. Yes, that was last year that we started. We purchased that land, and so we applied for a grant to um, teach children about horticulture and also uh, and also um, families how to do how to grow food indoors um and so how to do the hydroponics yeah you uh mm-hmm. you have a friend that uh has a business that teaches people how to grow food with hydroponics yes. and stuff like yes. that yes 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 and yes and so what is that what what is that mm-hmm. shout out to him what's his uh, uh hydro aqua 918 yeah that's it yep hydro aqua 918 uh chris walker boogie uh he's a b-boy um and so uh yeah he grows fruits and vegetables when the snowstorm hit he was fully growing like all types of leafy greens and just food in general. So we understand the Oklahoma weather sucks. Like it's horrible. Yeah, you just don't know what it's, what's going to happen. <laughs> hey, it's horrible to grow food here. And I know a lot of these farmers are hurting because yeah. you got a whole crop out there. And now it's just like a snowstorm just hit out of nowhere. So we were just like, well, we got to be able to get ahead of the game and to be able to make sure that we got food. If, you know, a disaster hit pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. At least we can get food to at least some lettuce to the babies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, at least that. Yeah. You can survive. You can survive. So that's our thing um, in partnering. I'm, I'm on his, his board for the organization to help them, uh, help him in that area and to, to kind of guide on how we can do some things in other towns. I wish I had a green thumb. Yeah. I really want You're to. You're all hey. over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and we just yeah. touched three things. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that, that's the thing, man. And everybody asks me all the time, how do you do all this stuff? How did your wife, you know. That was not, my question. Yeah, like. Yeah, the same. It's not just me. It's like a team of people. I just, I just so happen to be the face and I just take pictures. I'm just there and I'm just taking pictures and just showing everybody what's going on. But it's not me like managing, sitting there getting the lettuce and it's him doing it, but I just associate myself with people doing the work. Right. And we all rise together. You know so I'm, at, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm like, you're going to be like, and I have a TV show coming out. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> Man, in due time, in due time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, that's, a, that's the first thing I said to him. I, uh, when, he, when he came up, I walked around the corner and said, hey, Rebel. Yeah. And I said, I go, man, I'm, I really appreciate you spending, taking some time out to, Hang out with us. You oh, must be going a thousand miles a minute. He's like, I got a great team. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, definitely mm-hmm. shout out to your team yeah. and all the people that you've uh, you know helped and everything mm-hmm. else. But 
Uh, I'm really interested to see how this uh, Not Forgotten Children goes, yeah, um, as, as, as well as your support with the veterans. But thank you. Um, yeah, I, I would have you on every day. <laughs> oh man, thank you. Man. We talk, we'll talk about all kinds yeah, of stuff. I mean, yeah. we talked about a bunch of stuff yeah, yeah. outside as well um, yeah. with your New York trip that you went out there. Yeah, yeah. New York, man, it's, a, it's an amazing place. Uh, that was my first time in New York. Uh, and I don't know how much time, but I'll be brief. But it was just a beautiful. Time. I was hang. Yeah. I'll hang out with you all day. Oh, <laughs> we know. We, we yeah. I'll talk to you all day. Yeah, yeah. No, before you yeah. get started, he gave me the list of people that were coming on the show. Yeah. And, and, and props to Baker because he stays on that top of on, top on of it, everything on on the podcast. Yeah. I do minimal. He yeah. does all this, yeah. but he's he, lying. He does yeah. quite a bit. Well, <laughs> when when your name came up, he this excitement. <laughs> oh, that's what's up, man. And he was like, extra time. We could go later. Yeah, I got yeah, these yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah. So it's exciting no to have you no on. Doubt. Go ahead. No doubt, man. But now I'll just say, man, New York, man, it's, it's a beautiful place. I can see the similarities in Tulsa as it's growing and New York. And, you know, I just went there just to get away. I needed a, I need a breather. So at least every three months I just go to a city and I just walk around the city and just like that's my time alone and I can just do what I want to do, go eat where I want to eat. And so um, uh, New York was that place. Uh, in this quarter and so I just went to go see what it was like during the pandemic business people and just the culture and so with that man it's just like now I come to Tulsa and you know with the mentality of trying to just be ahead of the curve of what's happening in these in these towns and so it was just a a great exposure and a great time just to rest and just get some me time you know right yeah (laughs) well you went out you went out there for um learning more about the radio industry and stuff like that and then you even said it, it seemed like Tulsa was a little bit ahead of oh. what they were trying to adjust to oh, yes. with the podcast yes. and stuff yeah. like that. But um, I wanted to kind of transition mm-hmm. into the Fire in Little Africa. Yeah, yeah. Fire in, in Little Africa is an album that is going to be released here uh, within a couple of weeks. Uh, they, got, they are about to give a big, big special announcement uh, about Fire in Little Africa uh, but it's an album that's curated here in Tulsa talking about Black Wall Street and the 100-year massacre that happened, but also giving a platform for artists that are here in Tulsa just to have a voice. And so they're signed with a major, major record label. They just signed it on Sunday. I, I can say that. I know for sure, but just not with Yeah, don't. We had, to bleed out. <laughs> we, we had to bleep out somebody else's announcement. Uh, don't, yeah. that, that was a lot of work for Oreo. Yeah, so yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Got to so. find that time yeah. point. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not going to say nothing yeah. more than that, but... Um, it, it's man. It's, we had we had yeah. Stefan. We had Stefan on. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Yeah. okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. We had him on two shows ago. Yeah, yeah, cool. Two all shows right, ago. Cool. So yeah, y'all know um, all about it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm actually really. I mean, I love history. Yeah. And especially, uh, I mean, I'm very angry at the fact that I, we didn't learn any of this mm-hmm. in school. So yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. that's very frustrating. But yeah. um, my my question is is where where do you see Tulsa's music scene going? As soon as that drops, because I've heard yeah. and I've and I and I followed them too. I followed yeah. their little podcast. Yeah. That they, well, I, I, sh- I shouldn't say little. It's very. It's yeah. a very big yeah. podcast. Yeah. yeah, and they and some of the artists on there are amazing. Yeah, there was a gentleman that um, he's also a civil rights activist. Oh man, I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to look it up because I wanted to have him on the show, mm-hmm. but he was just acapella. Yeah, and he was, and, oh, his, and his verses were amazing. Yeah, yeah. He was walking around. It was uh, it was oh, black and white. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, the dude. But so, yeah. where where do you see? Because you, of course, come from radio. Oreo yeah. comes from radio as yeah. well. So you guys have been immersed in this Tulsa, you know, yeah. uh, music scene. But where do you see that? That do you think? Do you think that that's going to kick off Tulsa? Because we used to be a big music 
town. Mm-hmm. From from our history, we were a big music town. Yeah. And Oreo, I think he can attest to this as well, man. But we've been on the music scene and testing out music on different people and seeing kind of just the overall how people react to music. Oh yeah. And uh, with with Fire in Little Africa. Man, it's it's gonna it's it's gonna change the game for the music scene, the hip hop scene. I know for sure. You know the the other genres are doing very well all around the world. You know, but the hip hop scene here in Tulsa, it's gonna be on another level. And we're gonna see, I think, major record labels like around here a lot, and um, festivals are gonna just pop off with uh, big festivals. I believe that are gonna pop off here. But the music scene, I, I it's it's hard to catch up with to to keep up with all the new artists that are about to release now, and it's just. It's. I think it's. I, mean, I love Austin. I respect them all day. But I think it's going to be a little bit of an edge over Austin music and Tennessee music. So, see, I even think Austin's just kind of what they're. They're kind of. They kind of back themselves in the corner mm-hmm. into some type of one type of yeah. genre. Yep. Right. But yep. I, I feel like Tulsa. You got everything. You got. I mean, everything. especially with Stefan. I mean, I keep yeah. saying Stefan, but yeah. Vampire Youth. Yeah. He's all about. It. He's all over the map. I mean, yeah. he's he's guitar. I mean, everything. Super talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, Very talented. It's our approach. I think the the thing about it is, you can literally you can have more access to your artists here in Tulsa. Like you can actually hang out with your artists that you like here in Tulsa to be able to, uh, you know, um, connect with them. And I think that's what that's what the the industry is going to be. How well can the artists connect with their with their audience at the same time? So, and we we grew up here. You know, we we family, man. It's like it's it. Everybody knows everybody here, so <laughs> so I think it's it's gonna it's gonna thrive. I'm I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would like, I mean, I would like to talk to any of those people yeah, just because yeah. I love music. I'm all over the map again, mm-hmm. like I told you earlier. I mm-hmm. mean, the only thing I don't dive into is country. Yeah, but I mean, I'm all over the map, and and I really I'm really excited to see it, especially with things warming up and and really people starting to get out yes. and really getting that face to face connection, like we were talking about earlier before the, before the yes. show. Yes, it's gonna be. I feel like this is going to be a big summer for Tulsa. It's going to be oh, yeah. an amazing summer for Tulsa all together, man. It's just everything's working together all all in this time, man. It's just amazing. And uh, I hate to keep you yeah, longer, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I'm sure you're a busy man. <laughs> yeah, gotta, you, you got <laughs> stuff to do. <laughs> with a client here in a minute. Yeah, you got, you got stuff <laughs> to do. Yeah. But, uh, again, I, 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 A, I respect you so much for thank what you, you're doing. Thank you, man. Um, and you're more than welcome to come on here anytime. Yeah, yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. I, um, I love y'all. Y'all have good questions, and I mean, the scene always changes, man. I was in a car garage, not a car garage, but a car uh, uh, facility. Automotive shop. Automotive yeah. shop yeah. recently, and now yeah. I'm in a bar, so it's like, dang, I can't wait to see what y'all got. <laughs> we, hey, we try to close yeah. up. Uh, we'll be here for a while. Cool, yeah, cool. Cool. Justin, Justin's let us, is kind enough to let yeah, us use this yeah. uh, at the Tulsa. I like this. I really do. It's um, nice. It's and. Nice. Again, we would have had video today, but it's all yeah. good. We'll get there. In Maybe time. third time you're here, we'll, yeah. we'll probably we'll yeah. probably be there. Yeah, yeah. in due we'll, time. Yeah, time. it'll it'll be fun, man. And yeah. and again, if there's anything that we can do to help, uh, and anything that you're doing, um, please let us know. Right I do want to highlight one thing before you leave. Yes, sir. March 13th, you have cleanup. Yes, March 13th, cleanup at uh, Behind Nafee's. Uh, my youth uh, with the juice are cleaning up, like, probably one of the worst and toughest areas of North Tulsa. And, uh, man, we just are going to go on the front line, clean up trash. I'm going to DJ and play music. 
We're going to be there early in the morning because we know ain't nobody thugging that early in the morning. So we just. Uh, well, it's not that. <laughs> Come on now. Oh, I see where. Nah, nah, it, ain't, nah, it, ain't, it ain't no walk in the park out there either, though. Uh, you you got to be yeah. tactical. You got to be tactful out there. You know what right. I'm saying? But I'm just saying it. It's the truth. Like, it's the truth. So, uh, but we're going to be there. Now, not to scare anybody to be like, you, you ain't got to worry about nothing like that. So, but y'all are welcome. But we're going to be cleaning up behind there, cleaning up trash, and just being the light and positivity to the community to where it's, uh, you know, we, we're, we're, our youth are really serving community, man. And that's my biggest thing is servitude and leadership. I mean, that's a good thing to end on. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate you coming by again. I can't thank express you. enough how, how much I appreciate you coming by and spending time with us. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Well, that's it. We're out, everybody. Thank Thanks.